Hey everyone, welcome. We are still on site in Costa Rica at Bentinho Massaro's Shift Into Permanent Alignment event. Having a blast talking to so many of the incredible retreat attendees. We are now bringing Nadim Melhem onto the show. Hi Nadim. Hello, welcome <laughs> <Marco> this. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Thank you. So yeah. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. I'm happy to have met you. Nadim came from France. Exactly. Where in France? Um, in Passy. It's close to the Mont Blanc. Okay, to Mont Blanc. Yeah, big white mountain. Beautiful. <laughs> we came all the way from France. And we've been vibing a lot, especially on relaxing back into our awareness and relaxing back into the playfulness and the perfection that we are. Exactly. We, we've been vibing on it a lot to, like together and we've had even some brilliant awakening experiences together in doing so. Whereas a lot of the time we have this calling to go and socialize, to take the time to go inward can evolve consciousness, awaken consciousness at an even more profound level just by taking a step back into silence mm. and relaxing into that awareness, into the I am the creator, abiding. Exactly. Yeah. And it's a very potent space to also come together and abide as one together. So it's yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When you add another... <laughs> two, three, four, five <coughs> plus abiding, mm -hmm. powerful container formed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's a powerful permission slip to, to stay present. Yeah. Like the refresh rate. Exactly. The refresh rate. Yes. That's a good way to put it. So it's almost like we'll talk about this. Actually, let's go ahead and outline out. We called this episode enlightenment because we're going to walk through sort of the most perennial understanding of these fundamental steps. And so ultimately it's already perfect. It's already perfection and yet it's also perfecting in the sense of recognizing its true nature. Mm -hmm. So when you have somebody that is egoic and they believe that they are a separate finite biological entity that they're not aware of their awareness, they're not aware of that I am, they're not aware of that being impersonal and eternal, and they're not aware of themselves as God, or as source, or as infinity, as the creator, that is then creating these realities, these dreamed realities to experience. And so these are sort of the layers that we're gonna go through, and that's what would mean as enlightenment versus as the finite contract ego. The ego is trying to get peace and happiness from the world. It's trying to extract it by relationships, substances, experiences, whereas the enlightenment is bringing peace and happiness to the world. Yes, by its self-recognition. Yes, by its self-recognition. So how do you feel about that general system in terms of going from sort of the person consciousness where even the subtlety of recognizing consciousness is not even there? It's basically just focused on objects. 
and trying to extract happiness and peace from the world. And then basically the spiritual awakening happens, which is when the consciousness becomes more expanded. It relaxes the contracted energy into what is many times called a oneness. It begins feeling more of the cosmic consciousness style. And then it begins to be more subtle because it abides as awareness, right? So it recognizes awareness being fundamental and that this just being one expression that awareness experiences and then recognizing that oneself as the creator even beyond mm -hmm. that. And so, yeah, so how do you feel about that? Yeah, so your question is like, what is uh, a powerful entry point? Mm. Yeah. Um, in my experience, it's, it's very uh, crucial to interrupt what you think you are. So to interrupt the stream of thoughts, uh, interrupt the identifications that we don't know we have or are associated with. And uh, Bentinho Masaro shared a very powerful tool, uh, the two to five seconds interrupting. Um, but how, how it started in my experience was not really with this pointer because I didn't uh, know this uh, articulation. Um, it started kind of with, uh, with reading books, and one of these books was The Power of Now. I love it. Yeah. I totally. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's mainly about uh, stopping to think or realizing that you can be aware of the thinking and seeing <laughs> that it's not you. Right? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so I have a twin brother, and uh, I'm very grateful and very privileged that we could have this uh, reflection. You know? like, being able to investigate together. Because mm. often when beings start to uh, be inspired or start to realize there is something deeper to this than what they think or than what they know. <clears throat> and it's kind of like a, a being alone, like a lonely process of like checking and trying and not being sure and uh, it being great it contrast with the surrounding, with the friends, with the family, with the people that we have there. Yeah, the circle where we grow up in. And uh, I had this privilege to, to have that with my brother. And uh, at one point when we were reading in these books for, for quite some time, a few months I would say, uh, we went to, to visit our family in Jordany. And when we were there, uh, we made this kind of permission slip this tool that every time I would recognize that I'm uh, thinking, but just like the thoughts that you think every day again. You know, there's a high percentage of the thoughts that is just uh, yeah, coming from the previous days. And uh, we would make this little permission slip that every time I recognize uh, I'm thinking so I can become aware that thinking is happening. Like in this moment, you can become aware that there is a stream of thoughts appearing inside the space or inside of your capacity to know it, capacity to mm. observe it. And every time that I would become aware of that, I would do this. And mm. it would trigger my brother in the, mm. like, like the same space to also be reminded like, ah, Interesting. I, I was thinking too. Because most of the time we were just visiting our family, sitting in circles, you know, and they were all talking Arabic and yeah. obviously could not speak Arabic. Uh, so uh, there was not much engagement for us. So either we were sitting or we were driving to the next group of family uh, because we didn't saw them for a long, long time and they all wanted to see us. So it was like 
There was nothing for our mind to engage with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was nothing yeah, yeah. to do for us than to sit there and hear them speaking Arabic. So we started to implement this, and every time I would. Is that? And then together. Okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. It's also okay. kind of the representation of here. You remember then there and then together. together. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So and mm. then, uh, then it would be uh, provoked or invoked to interrupt the stream of thoughts to just give away for a few moments, few seconds. And to abide in this space as long as possible until you again forget or identify yourself with the thinker of the thought. And then, for example, my brother would recognizes and he would do this mm -hmm. and then I would be provoked and it started to appear to happen so rapidly like a like synergy yeah you know, like really like a spiral upwards uh, that after two three weeks we were able to sit and have a few thoughts in a few hours perfect because we were really extreme in it because yeah. there was nothing else yeah. to do yeah 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 that's great wow <laughs> And this opened uh, the first real like yeah. window into like like my identity dissolving, but not really knowing that this was what was happening. happening yeah. But just knowing like there is recognizing there is so much freedom here. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So this was a very powerful um, opening of the window to more of myself. Window yes. to source. Yes. I love that. That's a great way to kick it off. So how old were you? Um, I was 15, 16. Okay. So 15, 16 and you have a twin brother. Yes. Exactly. Looks like you. Exactly. That's cool. Okay. <laughs> cool. That's really interesting. Seeing I now I'm visualizing you guys that young doing do 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 and that that's really a fascinating way to sort of create a trigger around the relaxation from the cloud which this would be a good time to go through the analogy as well so we're talking about stream entry which is sort of the first fundamental way to get yourself from a more egoic level of physicalism to a more subtle level of consciousness or awareness and in doing so what you got to do is you have to begin recognizing that the thoughts and sensations and perceptions that appear are like transient clouds that arise and then disappear, just like the waves mm -hmm. on the ocean arise and disappear. And so what is the space or the container in which they appear and disappear? That is awareness, which is the, which is the sky where the clouds appear and disappear, or which is the ocean where the waves appear and disappear. And so you begin abiding, as Deem said, Dun, dun, dun. So when you feel the ability to relax back, you catch yourself entering into that timeless presence rather than being contracted by the thought or the object, that then you can make a signal for yourself and for friends to also abide. And then over time, you mm -hmm. get so good at abiding that you can go for hours on end without having mm -hmm. even a thought arise. Yeah, or several thoughts arise, but over a couple of hours, which is very fascinating. So, and it doesn't yeah. it, like the thoughts can come up, but it doesn't take you anymore. Yeah. If if you for that moment like deliberately enough, um, what is the word? Um, yeah, commit to that. 
then the pristineness of the clear open sky, like you said, becomes so vivid that when a story appears, you see it directly. And you see it just emanate. Otherwise, it looks like it's you really believing that. Yes. You're really thinking that. And that's very initial to start to see the space between you and the thinker Perfect. of the thoughts. Like yeah. the first distinction or discrimination. Exactly. Yes. So there's a detachment that happens from the story over time and you become less sold into the thought stream that would then take you on the monkey mind adventure. And so you become less attached to it. You become more of a witness or an observer to it just happening and then arising. And then because you don't get attached to it, it disappears rather than going mm -hmm. into monkey mind. Yes. We got to a point where throughout the retreat, obviously over the last couple of years of practicing what we've been talking about so far, we're able to, in a sense, instead of going like this to trigger each other, we just basically look at each other and then just we've been doing this the whole retreat where we would just start yeah, looking at each other and breathing and connecting to that very impersonal, eternal awareness and the creatorship. And then we would take a couple of those breaths and just both abide as that. And then we would just giggle because we know our nature. Yeah, it's like this giggle in the heart from, from the creator recognizing itself yeah. and recognizing that it's recognized seemingly from two points. Exactly. But recognize that we are looking from the same place. Yes. And this was with my twin brother easier to see in the beginning that we were looking from the same place. Yeah. Somehow at one point Perfect. this was the recognition like yes. <laughs> yeah. The creator directly experiencing its truth in its illusory creation mm -hmm. where the agents seem to be so attracted to the illusion to maya so that when they take a moment to recognize their true permanent source infinitude and abide in that it's so funny <laughs> <laughs> so great because uh, like I, I use the words of looking from the same place but actually it's more like a looking from the same non-place because otherwise he would be looking from somewhere inside there and I would be looking from somewhere inside here but because it's the creator recognizing itself like you um, used the question uh, that you could provoke this uh, recognition with of like do you know that we come from the same source because this is something you can intuitively tune into. Like, it transcends the intellectual, do you know that, like, do you heard that? 
you can use it that, that way too but you can also check like do you sense that there is only one source that we are that one yes. source yes and that everything in its variety is an expression of that one source expressing in infinite ways something so beautiful for me is like to see like infinity that what is you has to express itself in all the infinite ways exactly to be like the true representation of infinity that's exactly it yes this is one song out of an endless possibilities of musical compositions mm -hmm. or another way to say it is that this is one way to paint a blank canvas out of the infinite possible ways to paint a blank canvas or this is one way to put images together into a movie out of the infinite ways to put images together into mm -hmm. movies and so you'll never come to the end that's where we've been that's where we're going it's eternal and that this is but one representation one creation one playful experience for us mm -hmm. to yeah, to undergo. I, I like that way of phrasing it as well. I think it more easily gives people glimpses into their nature, even if they're at a more egoic or just a stream entry level, because a lot of people can relate to mm -hmm. the... Another way to say it is that how many different ways can you vibrate your vocal cords to make languages? Mm -hmm. Yes. How many different ways can you put food, arrange food into recipes? Yeah, and, and that's very interesting because it's a very uh, potent example of seeing that the potential for every possible tone to come out is already there. There you go. But the yeah. unique song is the way in which the tones are organized. There you go. The way they come together, the way that they have silence in between. Perfect. And, and the way they dance yes. together, yes. the interval and all these kind of things. Uh, and that's then the unique uh, expression of consciousness, the uniqueness, that, that unique aspect of infinity that has to be there, or the whole, in the expressive sense, is not complete. Yes. Yes. Perfect. So then this is like, yeah, in my experience, the more that I surrender to the natural stream or the natural way of being, yes. the more that this, out, we can call it authenticity, feels like it falls in its place. That's right. Like just a visceral experience of like clicks like you, you feel when when it's like a yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. So it's really cool. It's kind of like um, like like playing music. You play music and you hear when it says yes. Mm -hmm. So you always have a reference point. Mm -hmm. Does it sound good? Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean everyone loves the same music, but you can feel even when it's not your genre that it yeah. sounds good. Yeah. And that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. yeah. Another way to potentially play on that a little more is to say things like that people that are abiding in more enlightened states, they play more in tune. Mm -hmm. They vibe more yes. in tune. And then those that are in a more egoic state, they create dissonance, mm -hmm. disharmony that there's a, in the symphony, there's playing out of tune. Yes. And so based on the level of purification that one's went under, so we gave the example of the thought stream, 
and then entering into the thought stream by recognizing that the clouds of thoughts, sensations, and perceptions appear inside of the sky of awareness. So relax back into the sky of awareness, especially with your eyes closed, taking inhalations, and then become more subtle around recognizing when the thought cloud arises and then detach yourself from it so that it doesn't take your monkey mind for a wander, but that it just disappears and then you recognize even more subtly the fact that you're the awareness in which the cloud arose and disappeared. So that's stream entry. That's the way to conquer that level. And go ahead, you go. Yeah. And then, yeah. And you, you can really relax your, your brain and your eyes. Like, the, like we often, mm. we look like this. And then mm. the moment we relax the eyeballs, like physically and the, the brain, kind of as if it goes to sit instead of it's standing, like it starts to sit. Let that relax. Perfect. And then when, when you notice that uh, a thought form or any kind of sensation arises, don't feel like it should not be there. Just notice it without engaging with it, without jumping on that train of thought. And like as non-judgmental or caring in a sense as you can in this moment but every time you notice it you just gently bring your awareness or your attention back to being because it's not really you that jumps on the train of thought it's more your attention that is now engaged married with the thought perfect so then you notice okay it's one of my most profound powers is the attention yes so if i shift it to being to the sense that or the knowing that the, this is kind of the only thing you are 100 percent sure of in this moment and is that somehow you have to be first yes in order to recognize that's right the thought or the sensation so you can use whatever appears as an indication that you are yeah and this is very powerful because then it doesn't matter what it is you can feel like you're all wounded up and your mind is going crazy still if you ask yourself what does it indicate directly okay that somehow there has to be the capacity here to know that this is appearing yeah automatically there is more space zooming out yeah what's most fundamental is the being is the awareness is the in a sense the formless container in which all of the thoughts and emotions sensations perceptions beliefs objects appear and disappear make that subtle distinction and abide more as that formless sky 
of beingness and awareness that then is the container for the clouds. Yeah, that's so perfect. Yeah, mm -hmm. keep going, keep going. Yeah, and it does become easier to be able to see that there is a space between you and what appears. So it's just a matter of like one of the previous, like it's the only video I saw to this moment from Atlas, the mm -hmm. one about earnestness is a very powerful entry point to that because it's really about where you perceive the most benefit. Are you really desiring deeper freedom? Because mm -hmm. if you do, automatically you care more about abiding in being than in engaging or being married with the appearances and being lost in it, yep. sleeping in it. Perfect. So kind of all the all the catalytic experiences that we have all going to retreats and it's kind of like a big portion of being here is about the inspiration first of the being yeah. and how they are, what they are constituted as and what they radiate and, and, and represent inspires you to desire that more than the confused way that you are living. Perfect. And this in itself allows you to have the natural shift in choice to abide yeah. instead than to sleep in the thought. Yeah. Yeah, humility is key to say, I know, I know not, or I know I do not know. And so if you can humbly say that I am suffering, I am unsure i'm confused about these thoughts that take me on these wild rides and then i end up hurting myself or hurting my family or my friends by getting angry or yelling or have catalyzing some sort of disharmony the first step is to recognize that that is the case and then to humbly say i know i know not and then to tune in to what we're talking about here, which is the perennial wisdom of how to take that first step into the stream entry. And earnestness is key, as Nadim said, that do you want to enter into your thought stream and become more liberated, more illuminated, more enlightened, more radiating love like the sun unconditionally, or do you want to stay steeped in the confusion? Mm. And so use your choice to be earnest. Yes. I think this is a powerful entry point in um, maybe giving some uh, or sharing some pointers or kind of like an understanding and mapping of how beliefs work because it's mm. um, please yeah Sorry. it's like uh, a lot of in what we share in this retreat or what Bentinho shared also um, is based on the work of the love one a book the love one uh, contact and uh, they share, they share uh, that it's kind of like three steps or faces and the first one is to know yourself but to know your stuff to know your 
conditioning, to know your patterns, your behavior, to be aware of them, to be able to acknowledge them. And the second step is to accept them, to see that they are the already acceptedness. And the third step is to become the creator, to really experientially be the creator, not just in essence, but the words that Atlas used to perfect the perfected is to become the creator. And this first step of knowing yourself, in a way, it's uh, kind of tricky, like, um, because the whole thing is that the ego effect does everything in its power to stay alive. Yep. Yeah? So it has a lot of sneaky ways to keep uh, asking for me. It's kind of like it's associating for your attention. This is like the, the root of it. And to be able to, to acknowledge when a belief comes up, let's say you're triggered, like a negative belief comes up and you're triggered, it's not pleasant, <laughs> right? So there is something that automatically wants to uh, avoid that or run away from that or blame or whatever, you know, like what we normally do. And a very simple entry point into that is like recognizing how much it hurts. <laughs> like how much it hurts when you are trying to avoid or uh, not see that the belief is there and in the moment that you acknowledge it there is so much more space like you don't have to do anything with it just like the acknowledging okay this thing is appearing it is there it is not defining me but it is appearing and one of the yeah one of the very powerful things that they shared in this retreat was about uh, it's kind of like seeing that all this conditioning is not yours. It's not your fault. You were meant to be conditioned. You were meant to identify yourself with the understanding of this collective. And you grow up, you learn the ways of this civilization uh, in subtle telepathic ways, in verbal ways, uh, in many ways, in all kinds of so social settings. Uh, so you are meant to behave like that. It's your choice, in a sense, from a deeper space, but to, to keep it to this point, uh, you don't have a choice. Up to you recognize that you have the choice. Up to you can have some space, some manner of space between you and the conditioning or the conditioned self. And this is powerful this was powerful in my experience because then you can let go of your sense of self-worth more and more to be attached to acknowledging that you are full of shit <laughs> acknowledging that there is a conditioned sleepy way active within your being or that that potential is still there for you to choose out of your free will to merge your attention with that to believe that it's your power like um like uh, kind of a synopsis of what are three more uh, fundamental powers is the power of attention, the power of belief, to believe something, to agree upon something, and the power to identify, to merge your sense of I, your sense of innermost sense of being with what appears in and as being, you could say, 
is what appears inside of the view. Mm. If you have to comment something, oh, I continue a little. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> like there, there is so much joy for, for us to share about this because we know how it really frees you up. That's right. Yes. And you it, no longer become a slave in a cage to the monkey mind taking you every single day for countless rides. Yes. And rather you become liberated and free on a moment to moment basis absorbed in your true nature, which then enables Satchitananda, that existence consciousness bliss, and you from your heart radiate that like the sun and it just becomes your true everyday experience which then butterfly effects onto your family friends mm -hmm. people online the community the world etc yeah, yeah. yeah it's that's why we even share it correct exactly. because it's that liberating and freeing and important for also igniting the global awakening yeah mm -hmm. something uh, or some way that is very powerful for <clears throat> you in this moment to tune into <clears throat> is to to look really look in this moment like how much it is actually hurting you how much you actually feel uh, mixed confused like you're all over the place and you you yeah, j just from a simple place, like how much it's actually hurting you. Just to stay there for a little moment and to ask yourself, what do you truly want? Like what is the, uh, the intention or the reason why you are even listening to us? Because you, if you are here and you stayed listening, there is a deeper desire for being here. Perfect. And if that, if that is clear for you in this moment, or to whatever degree you, you feel clear about that, and it is to, to be more free or to, uh, to recognize the freedom that you already are, then one of the really powerful uh, questions that we got this week was what will it take for you how big does the catalyst has to be before you would apply let's say uh, just to make it a little bit more accessible 70 percent of your attention to your freedom Ooh. like really look for yourself uh, in this moment what is the moment what should happen before you allow yourself before you direct 70 percent of your attention to being committed to yourself only your true self freedom this can be uh, relaxing the thoughts uh, being more honest whatever it is that you have access to what will it take will you respond to the feather that is doing a little hey catalyst pay more attention to that which sees 
rather than that which is seen. And if you do that, you, if you commit yourself with more than 70% intent to be like, I'm going to become that which sees instead of that which is seen. Then you will not need the sledgehammer, <laughs> which And this moment is the feather. The imagination is the feather. It's if you really imagine this for a moment, then it means that there is enough desire within you or that you choose for that to be the case to use and use this catalyst catalytic moment to the best of your abil uh, to the best of your ability before it has to become the sledgehammer. And the reason why we ask you this question or why I ask you this question, it's because if you can check and you see, okay, if this would happen, for example, uh, all my current friends would hate me, disguise me, my family would not want to communicate with me anymore, I would lose my apartment and I would just have to become fully present to tap into my full power, wandering around this world and really taking it all the way, like fully playing, choosing to go all in. Uh, this is a little bit more than 70%, but uh, just to use the example, uh, then check for yourself. You can also choose 100% and like take whatever feels the most powerful for you. And then ask yourself if that would be the consequence. So either that happens or you choose to be true to yourself, 70% or 100% from this moment on. And, and let's even take another step fundamentally to even the question what do you desire mm -hmm. because when you desire that's what you're putting at your mm -hmm. north star location yes and so if you first of all are not aware of what you desire that means that you're so jumbled up and confused that you don't even have something in your North Star location. Mm -hmm, yes. So become, become aware of that first. And then second is that, okay, I am aware that I'm jumbled up, that I don't necessarily have something in that North Star location. So now it's take time, take time, take 30 minutes, take an hour, take a whole day even to just go out into nature and reflect what do I want to put in that North Star location because the moment when you put liberation or freedom or enlightenment or my true nature I want to know myself that's why the Delphic maxim know thyself was written on the top of the temple of Apollo at Delphi 2,500 years ago because it was the North Star and that way when you put something there every day what you'll do is you'll wake up and you'll remember that there's something in that North Star position
and your days will become more and more less confusing and more and more geared toward a desire, which is that freedom or that liberation or that true nature, that metaphysical insight of knowing yourself, of knowing our true nature. So that's a critical component to it. And then put earnestness towards that. Yes. So if you put 1% earnestness towards it, you're going to be a snail. In France, they know about snails. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really from France, but yeah, I'm living in France. Yeah, well. yeah, I'm yeah. from Belgium, so yeah, they also speak about escargots. 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 <laughs> 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 and if you do 2%, you'll tiny faster snail, not much faster. You know, you really have to work your way up to putting in 25, 50%, 75% earnestness towards that North Star desire for you to actually be able to liberate yourself, become free, recognize your true nature, these types of things. Because if, and here's what it would look like. If you actually began putting, let's say, 50% of towards the desire of freedom, 50% is a lot, but this is what it would look like. That would mean that at least half of your day, so you're going to spend about 16 hours awake. That means you're going to spend eight hours of the day on freedom. Mm -hmm. That means you might read The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Mm -hmm. That means you might just relax for an hour and try and become more aware of awareness itself. And as you do those repetitions, you'll become less attached to those thought clouds. Mm -hmm. And so that means for those eight hours, if you're 50% earnest, that means you will spend eight hours per day on that North Star desire of freedom. And guess what? Compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. The more earnestness that you put at a younger age, when you have greater neuroplasticity, the more you'll get compound interest in your 30s, 40s, 50s. You'll become a Gnostic being. You'll know the true nature. You'll radiate out love and peace like the sun and you'll butterfly effect that out to everything you do and touch at a younger age because you'll have put more earnestness into it mm -hmm. it's really great and uh, like l l let's say that your north star is truly uh, to recognize yourself as the freedom that you are uh, but, but the thought stream is telling you in this moment that you cannot, you know, that you are not capable to, for 50%, so eight hours a day, dedicate yourself to that because you are too jumbled up or whatever. Uh, then this imagination that we shared, and I will share another one afterwards, is very powerful because if you imagine either a consequence or something amazing, you will see that you can do it. So 
if the consequence is high, high enough, so you always have to imagine until it really clicks, until you feel it like, wow, yeah, if this was the consequence, then I could do it. And if you find this place in yourself where you see like, I could do it if this was the consequence, it means you can do it. Because if you could do it then, it means you can do it now. It's just you don't want it bad enough, badly enough. Another way of putting it that I heard that was very powerful for me was like, if someone would give you five million a month, for example, if you would stay eight or if you would dedicate or prioritize eight hours a day to your freedom, could you do it? Of course you could. <laughs> I could do it. You can do it. Everyone in this retreat can do it. Doesn't mean everyone is doing it. So this is just like ways of playing, uh, checkmating the the conditioned self using its own way of looking to counter itself perfect uh, i'm going to have a little pee perfect and, and all that's check. great timing because yeah. i'll go ahead and i'll explain what was coming up for perfect. me perfect. so as nadine was just saying that bentinho also has a pretty aggressive way of putting it as well which is that if you are to have a forcible experience where somebody takes a gun points it towards your head and says stop all descriptions for two to five seconds stop describing your experience for two to five seconds what happens you take a breath quiet down and you melt into the fact that you're aware And that's it. That's why 2000 plus years ago, you had the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali. And that's why you had 2500 years ago, you had the Buddha and the Four Noble Truths. And what they say is they say, Yogas Chitta Vritti Nirodha. Union is simply the cessation of the fluctuations of mind. It's that simple. So if you get these forcible experiences that make it so that you have to stop for two to five seconds, repeatedly force yourself and watch as what happens is that you get to relax, stop describing your experience. Relax into the very fact of I am. That beingness, that awareness, and reside there for as long as you can. Now, if you reside there for two to five seconds, that's fantastic. That's great. That's beautiful. That's a whole level up from being confused without a North Star. It's a huge level up. And that's going to very clearly, as Richard has been sharing with us at the retreat, as well, who's teaching alongside Bentinho for about a day and a half, is that then 
everything that you learned will become very clearly evident in your behavior. As all of the great mystic traditions say, and as they teach, is the pause. The pause. When you do this practice for two to five seconds, what's going to happen is the pause itself is going to increase. You're going to abide longer and longer in the I am, in the beingness, in the awareness. And as that pause lengthens from two seconds to five seconds to 10 seconds to 15 seconds, what's going to happen is you will experience more and more subtle levels of enlightenment. then it's to understand that you are the nature of reality. You are exactly what you seek. You are the creator of awareness and of these worlds. And you create them eternally, endlessly, to play in a process called Leela, the divine play, of hiding and seeking, of forgetting and remembering endlessly through all of these different design potentials. And then so you'll abide as that and that'll be even more enlightened because you'll recognize yourself as the creator. You'll recognize the creator in every single person. You'll recognize the creator in every single experience, serving your awakening, serving everyone's awakening. You'll recognize the creator in our beautiful planet and our beautiful environment, in the birds chirping, in the drinks of water that you have, in the bites of food that you eat, and that's all that's meant by enlightenment. You radiate out the sunlight of knowing your true nature. Now I go pee. Okay. Perfect. Now you take over. Good. Good dynamic. I love you too. I love you too. I love you too. Yeah, and, and every moment has this potential to recognize that you are. Because it's the case in every moment. <laughs> and, and it's really easy to see. It's like it's not something difficult or far away or... It's the very fact that you have to be in order to hear this voice, to hear these sounds. The very fact that you have to be in order to watch this video. So it's already the case. And the only thing that it requires from your end, so to speak, 
is to recognize it. To recognize the fundamental isness or beingness. The substratum of this moment, of this togetherness. The one expressing itself seemingly different sides of the screen like we are on this side of the screen and seemingly you are there on that side of the screen but still it's the same same one awareness like atlas uses the word shared awareness a lot in our communication it's very powerful because just to tune into that for a moment like it's a shared awareness because we come from the same source the awareness is shared yes exactly so there is in truth that is verifiable in this moment there is no distance between you being on that side of the screen and we being on this side of the screen because that assumption that engagement with thoughts saying I am here inside of this body the engagement with the sensation of I am this feeling this sensation this being this body is observable you are formless and you are non-local that's what your consciousness your awareness is that's what our true nature is we are that formlessness experiencing first before we are all the descriptors descriptions of i am this body in costa rica and you are that body mm -hmm. in your location in the world because this needs thoughts it needs thinking Right? So even this is why it's so powerful even to relax all thoughts for two to five seconds and we can do it again now. In this few seconds was there or is there separation? Can you find anywhere separation without having to think about it first? Mm without having to create the thought ah this is separate this is there this is here and this is the distinction of the space between it so if it takes thinking if it takes something that has to in order for you to say i am over here separate from you on that side of the screen then it's not real then it's not fundamental then it's not what you are if it appears and disappears, it's not what you are. Because you're still there when it disappears. So how could it be you? Perfect. How could it ever be who we truly are? We've never actually experienced a birth or a death. We just tell some stupid story for children. <laughs> and 
and then it creates a little egoic hitchhiker. Mm-hmm. And then we have to work our whole lives on kicking the egoic hitchhiker out of the mm-hmm. car. Otherwise, you get to the end of your life, and you're there. <laughs> <clears throat> deathbed and thought about being finite your whole life you were finite your whole life and so everything you did was about being finite and never once did infinity come never once did infinity or abiding as even awareness come so the question and is what in your North Star position desire? Do you want to know your true nature? Do you want to liberate yourself from suffering? Do you want to become a more advanced Jedi? <laughs> and if that is what you want, then acknowledging the negative beliefs and the nonsense within yourself is crucial mm-hmm. because there is no other way because you are meant to to engage to identify with this conditioning like Antonio shared in this retreat uh, the way he, he articulates it is that your whole body and mind is made out of the stuff of this planet it is made out of the ways of this planet, the conditioned behavior of this planet, the ways of thinking, the DNA of the mixes of all the beings and your, your uh, individual body-mind-spirit complex or the body-mind in this moment is that. So to, to, to just recognize that for a moment gives you some, mm-hmm. some context to, to being okay with acknowledging that this is happening within you. It is not you, but it is happening within you. And every moment that this negative belief, whatever negative belief is triggered, first it will do a little bit of this, you know? It, because it's, uh, it's based on uh, this hitchhiker, like you call it, because Maybe to give a little bit more background, for me, the word enlightenment partially means to lighten the load. And the other aspect is to be fulfilled with light. Yes. But when you lighten the load, it's automatically, instantaneously fulfilled with light. Illumination. Illuminated. So when you, this is why it's the first phase or the first step, the first thing to bring your attention to is to know yourself, to become aware of your patterns, your behavior, your way of thinking, who you think you are, all of this. Yeah. And then acknowledge it. That is acknowledgement. And the second step is the acceptance of what you are perceiving. But in a way, what you are describing was already the second step because the moment you really acknowledge is there, it is seen in the already acceptedness. 
because you only stop running you're only running away from what you see until you you see you are free from it you can see that it's already accepted it's okay there was a few moments in our communication this week that uh, I shared with him some negative belief that I saw and the first reason why I can share this negative belief is because I know at some degree that I am already free from that mm. because I started with other negative beliefs mm -hmm. so then it builds the power the conviction that even this one I am not but somehow I still believe in a way that I am that yeah. so then by sharing that exposing that you already diminish the believability in it and to then have a reflection from being that is you but that seems to be having an authority in that moment against your uh, now uh, lousy mind or nonsensical mind is very powerful because it can be instant like he reflects he speaks what you already know perfect and this is the same what is happening here this is why you maybe feel like wow this this resonates like this is resonance it's what is resonance is about like i already know i am this and I will now just create out of my power these two amazing beings reminding me of what I am. Perfect. Yes. Perfect. Yes. And then it's also easier, you know? Like the more you can tune into listening to this moment, like it is me speaking to me directly to whatever degree you have intuitive access to that. Even if it's not your full experience all the time, you can tune into that. Because it's the reality. It's more real to tune into than believing, creating the thought that we are separate. Because for that second option, you have to do something, create something, make it appear. But for the most fundamental, it is not. This is why it is real. It is always real. Remember that you can't pull the flower to make it grow faster. So naturally, the blossoming is happening. Naturally. Yet, you do have the will as you experience disharmony, as you experience suffering. You do have the choice all the time as you experience those negative emotions. It's an emotional guidance system telling you, do you want to pursue this top desire of freedom? Because if you do take this most uplifting path, most people are closed off to this path. They're only open to these paths. And most people, if they don't listen to the emotional guidance system, they go in this direction. You shared a little already on your channel about the emotional guidance system. Yeah, we have. Following your excitement. Yeah, we have yeah, before. Great. Yeah. yeah. Just that there is some context. context yeah. yeah, context. Yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah. Maybe there is a specific video that they can go to if they didn't saw it yet. Just very, very briefly, emotions work 
to teach you about your true nature. They're trying to get you to align to your true nature. Mm -hmm. Most simply put, emotions arise as a teacher for you to align with your true nature more, for you to know yourself more, for you to not suffer in the future, for you to make the decisions to not suffer in the future. Treat it like a lesson that's coming to you, that's teaching you. Suffering is the drill sergeant of the awakening. Yeah, so it's a positive thing. Like this is something that uh, you can actually practice to start to perceive that when you feel triggered in a positive way. And this was very powerful for me uh, to really see like, okay, every time that I do feel contraction, that I do feel an unpleasant emotion that is then indicating that I have a belief that is out of alignment with the actual truth, the structure of the creation of what I am, of what is fundamentally true. It's the only true guidance you have, direct guidance. Then I see, okay, this means that I am 100% connected. Because I am connected to my own guidance, to my guidance system, it means that I am 100% unconditionally loved because it keeps on knocking on the back door of my heart until i open Perfect. every time when i perceive something should be different and it's lacking here and, oh, and there is anger or frustration if i keep telling myself that story the anger will become more angry will amplify so it is so unconditional you are so loving yourself that you will keep knocking until you open And in the same way, you are guiding yourself through excitement. Yes. Where to bring your focus instead of like you're perceiving something wrong. Like here, this is the next breadcrumb in the trail for you to now act upon or bring your attention or your, uh, your whole being or your focus towards. And uh, like... This shift in meditation of starting to follow what feels good, what feels truly good, resonates, the joy, the excitement, came from uh, the formula of Bashar. I don't know if you are familiar with this. It's express uh, your consciousness channeled through the anchor. And the formula, very quickly, is to act upon your highest excitement to the best of your abilities, whatever is in the range of uh, what is what you are ab able to act upon in that moment you choose the highest option like the hand exactly so you choose the highest not the other ones highest and you do that and take that as far as you can until you cannot take it any farther so for example you you have a direction something that excites you you act upon that until you cannot take it any farther. And then from that point, you have to take a new avenue. Again, what is the highest excitement? Instead of interpreting, ah, oh, something went wrong. Yeah, there is a wall here, a block. No, you just see it. It's not about the result. We are not going somewhere. It's just a navigation tool. Okay, now what is the highest bump? And then very powerful part of it, but the mind somehow always seems to forget it. And it is with zero insistence what's the outcome yep i leaves this part i follow my excitement exactly. and the, in the desire space is the carrot of maya yeah. in the desire space you're seeking you're seeking 
peace and happiness from the attainment of an object or an experience or a relationship. And when you say, I will be happy once I have that house mm -hmm. is misery. So you do karma yoga where you pursue that excitement in the North Star position that is not about getting a carrot from Maya, but instead it is about a transcendent noble aim that is in service to other people. It's in service to the ignition of the global awakening. It's in service because that's ultimately what's going to bring you most happiness. It's ultimately what's going to bring you most peace is to know your true nature and then to become in service to other people. And so having that up there and then pursuing that with the greatest amount of excitement and then completely liberating yourself of any of the fruits from the attainment of said goals. Mm -hmm. yeah, and you will bump into that many times. You will. That you think like, oh, I'm just uh, acting upon it because it excites me, I don't care about the outcome. I'm so, self <laughs> I'm so selfless. I already know I'm 100% selfless. <laughs> Yeah, Bentinho made it really clear. He's like, he's been doing the self-purification engine for the last couple of years. And we have these 10,000 layers of deception. Yeah, self-deceit. Yeah, self-deceit. <laughs> and so, you know, even for what I was reflecting on myself yesterday, I finally got to one of those layers and that I'm going to keep getting excited about recognizing more of these layers or impurities in this service to other true purity that we must have to make sure there's no holes on the ship mm -hmm. of the igniting the global awakening, which was that this level of excitement from other people asking me for the truth can you so at, oh as in as in we can get excited or even a little bit egotistical from the fact that people are asking us mm -hmm. about the true nature mm -hmm. of what's happening yeah, of who yeah. we are and so it's important to completely liberate yourself from that to purify that impurity so that you no longer gain pleasure from people inquiring to you because you know, because there is no person here that knows. This is only intelligent infinity interacting with itself. There's no Atlas unit here that knows. It's just the truth coming through. That's all it is. And so that's a good way to liberate yourself from the impurity is to recognize that this is a shared dream, that you don't exist. That it's just the truth playing with itself, awakening itself after falling asleep in the dream. And that that's eternally being explored. But those are some higher level non-duality understandings but you even in a lower understanding, talking to myself from a couple of years ago, 
recognize that when you go to sleep at night and you dream, that you dream, you simulate the environment and you simulate the observer in the environment. You simulate both. And after you wake up from your dream, maybe you were hanging out at the base of the Eiffel Tower in your dream. Ask yourself, did that experience happen? The one that I dreamed where I was at the base of the Eiffel Tower hanging out? Very simply. And the answer to that question is no. It did and it didn't. Ultimately, no. But simultaneity, yes. This is happening and it's not. It is a symphonic expression and it's also a dream. And so that's a way also to liberate yourself. It's partly some of that Neo-Advaita pointing is to liberate yourself even from your person consciousness. Liberate yourself even from the unit, the form, the identity that you carry. Let's, let's, let's wrap. Yeah, this is very, very powerful. Also the dynamic that happens. It's kind of the same as how most of the retreat was based, that we would go to a more uh, abstract or metaphysical zooming out and then to a more practical uh, point or, or more tangible way or tool or technique or permission slip and then merging the two, like the relative and the metaphysical. Yes. Um, yes. So yeah, really just to, to play with that within ourselves. Like, okay, we have some tools, we have permission slips, and I'm also speaking to myself um, because I have a lot of uh, joy and excitement for seeing how permission slips work, like how the mechanism, the structure, the fabric of things work. First, for myself to see these things, to, to uh, be able to shift them easier or faster, how the mechanism of shifting itself works, the mechanism of choice. For example, that every time that I perceive more benefit in option A than option B, I will automatically choose option A, it's just automatic. Until I perceive more benefit, I benefit, my perceived benefit shifts, my choice shifts, right? But all of this understanding is still a permission slip and every permission slip is only to come to the recognition that you have free will, free choice. And with this free will, you can inquire upon your own nature more directly, more instantly. And this is the, the more subtle levels of, or you can say more self-realization oriented than self-actualization. Eventually the two parts, they are just assisting each other, are one merging, coming together. And it's kind of like you build up this capacity to rest as being more, to also having a more uh, understanding of the fabric of things and to apply yourself, uh, also to be actively of service and to purify your service. Exactly. So that you can become more genuine.
two to five seconds. Relax. Relax. Do it. Do the repetitions. Put noble aims in the North Star position. Recognize yourself as the creator, that which endlessly explores these realities. And let yourself be guided by that which sparks you, your joy, your excitement. Your calling. Your calling. Yeah. Fuck yeah. We adore you. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments below. Leave us a comment. Let us know how you feel. If, you, if the video brought you value, give it a like. It helps that YouTube algorithm. Subscribe if you haven't to the channel. Also, we'll put some of Nadim's links in the bio below. You can go and check out that as well. And share the video with people that you feel like it would make a profound influence on. And take these very simple, actionable steps to help us catalyze igniting the global awakening. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Great. Great. Yes. Boom. Much love.